Blog Talk Radio. The Keys Network is proud to present Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness with your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. Talk about is to try. 
try and be a solution to the problem in our community, and by being a solution to the problem in our community, we help to become a solution to the problem in America. Not saying that we are the problem in America, because by far we're not. We are victims of the system of America, just like other victims. However, what we are going to be and what we are going to do is we are trying to take control, take charge, take ownership of our family, of our house, of our community, and let everybody else do whatever it is they're going to do in theirs. Charity begins at home and is then spread abroad. And if anybody has a problem with us uniting one with each other to try and do something positive in our family and our community, then the heck with them. And that's just my personal feelings on it, and that's how I feel. And I'm not going to change how I feel. So if there's anybody out there who disagrees with what I said, you can tune off right now because that's all you're going to hear from me as long as I'm still on the air. It's about self-help, self-empowerment. It's about taking responsibility for our communities. It's about self-reliance in doing what needs to be done in our communities. So, again, I'm here. The name of the group is Man Up. Man Up. Okay, let's start with that. Man up. Now, I know, I know right away, somebody out there say, what you mean, man up? What, what about women? Women can't get up too? No. See, we're not talking about it in the gender sense. We're not talking about it, and this is not a sexist type thing where we are dissing our sisters because who in the heck in their right mind could ever say anything negative or degrading to, about a woman when you and I both came to birth because of a woman? That would be a stupid person. And I don't even waste time talking to stupid people. And you're not stupid because you're tuning into this program to try and get knowledge and information on the issues that you may or may not understand or have a full, complete knowledge of. So you're not stupid people. So, again, I don't waste time talking to stupid people. So if there's stupid people on the line, just be quiet and listen, and maybe after this you won't be stupid. If there are ignorant people on the line, that's fine, because ignorance is beaten by knowledge. That's the way you deal with ignorance. You infuse knowledge. Again, stupidity is nothing I can do. It's a terminal condition. And, you know, just call them off to some remote island somewhere and let them do what they do. So, again, we're talking to man up. Cure, cure violence team. 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 See, there's no individual there just like the Miami Heat, the team. You had the guard, the point guard, you had the shooting guard, you had the center, you had the small forward, and then you had the other forward, but then you had the rest of the team, sixth man off the bench, seventh man off the bench, the coach, you had the training stuff, team, a group of people who unite together for a common cause, a team, a group of individuals who are 
putting aside their own personal inhibitions and their own selfishness for the greater good, which is curing the violence in their community. So it's Man Up, Cure Violence team is who we're with, and we're going to talk to Brother Tiggs. That's who's going to talk to us right now. Um, what I think I'm going to do, yeah, I want to interview him right now. Listening audience, do you mind if I do that? You got me like, yeah. um, this, That's what we're going to do. All of you that are listening on the line, if you would like to talk to Brother Tiz, you want to ask him a question yourself, then call in. The call-in number is area code 213-943-3618. And again, we're going to talk to Brother Tiz, who is going to talk to us about what they are actually doing. What they're actually doing in today, as well as in general, because again, like I said, they are already working. What we're doing is we're giving them another tool for them to be able to do the job that they're already doing, do it more effectively, and where they themselves will not become victims, where they will not become victims of the situation through things that they may have not known about that they need to look out for. So that's what, you know what, I, I I think that's what we're going to do. No, I know. That's what we're going to do. That's the way we're going to do it. I know usually I do a, a history piece right now, but what I'll do since I have man up here, I'll let the history piece be man up, and he will give you the history of man up, how they came to be, and what their mission is, what they're actually doing. That's what we'll deal with. All right, so um, as soon as he comes on the line, then what we'll do is we'll go ahead and talk to him. Brother Tiz, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. All right, Brother Tiz, uh, I'm, I'm uh, happy to have you, brother. Happy to have you. All right, so this is what we let's go right to it. Um What's, give us the history of Man Up. Well, Man Up is a community-based organization that has been alive for like the last seven to eight years. Um, it was started from a brother named Brother Mitchell, um, which is a brother out of East New York. Um, he come from the Bamas. And, um, you know, he had an after-school. He started with an after-school program, summer camp. And then as the years went through, he picked up more different programs to start, you know, just for the community, for the black community where he came from. So this new initiative we have is called Curl Violence. And Curl Violence um, is a list of violence interrupters, outreach workers, and um, hospital responders. Basically what we do is if we find out there's a beef going on inside of the neighborhoods because they can only hire people from the neighborhoods that have some sort of respect and some say-so. So once we find out that there's a beef going on in the neighborhood, we get the violence interrupters on top of that, that situation, and then they go out there and, and pretty much get in between it, talk to both sides, and try to get them to come to an agreement before they actually go get their pistols. 
once that's done, um, we know we can take it to the next level. And the next level level is basically we try to find out what these these individuals that have this issue with each other, what they need in their life, like what type of help they might need, whether it be a job, school, or something like that. And then the violence interrupter will basically refer that participant because you have to want to participate will refer you into an outreach worker. And an outreach worker is basically a day-to-day dude that you probably grew up around and knew you since you was a kid, um, was doing the same things you was doing, and he see you doing it, and he changed his life, and he basically want to be there for you. You know, he ain't, he ain't locking you up. He ain't putting you in jail. He ain't putting you no harm's way. He just basically, if he got a job opportunity for you, he wake up in the morning, come get you out your bed and go with you. If he wants you, to, if you need a license or your ID, he go downtown and find out how to get you the ID with you. So it's like a hands-on, big brother type of situation. As long as we keeping the peace inside the neighborhood, then the job is working. And then we have a, um, another form or a program which is called a hospital responder, and that's what I do right now because I was already um, a violence interrupter and an outreach worker. And a hospital responder, I basically work with people who come in shot. Once they recover. They send me in the same way my program director would send me into the streets to go talk to that high-risk individual. They send me into the hospital room to talk to that high-risk individual and try to get that individual to change their lives. And I become his outreach worker and work with him and get his life back together. And right now we're sitting at 330-some-odd days, no shootings, no killings in our neighborhood. To be quite frank, we had a shooting last night. Nobody was hit, so when we get back to the neighborhood, we're going to try to nip that in the bud. So that's basically what we do on a day-to-day basis, brother. Oh, brother Tiggs, thank you, brother. Man, all right, and so now you and the, and the Cure Violence team, you are here taking the emergency medical responder course at the Save yes. a Life Rescue headquarters, correct? Yes, yes. We've been coming here for like the past two years because the ceasefire program has been running for three. So everybody that's worked in ceasefire has come to the best uh, um corporation, volunteer corporation to try to get, you know, as much help as we can so that when we do find a brother outside shot on the block, we know what to do, you know, and help him out before, and so he, so that he won't die. So we can give him some type of assistance and let him know that he got somebody there for him. Because a lot of times you get shot, they just leave your ass there till the police come. Sorry for cursing. No, 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 no. Real talk. Yeah. For real understanding. Yeah. I, I got you, brother. You offend me a bit. Uh-huh. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, hey, look, okay, so now this is one community-based organization, nonprofit, man yes. um, up, that's yes. working with the Bepistocracy Volunteer Ambulance Corps, Save a Life Rescue Squad, which is another community-based organization, non-for-profit, working to try and save lives in the community. And we have other non-for-profit uh, community-based organizations that are working also trying to help in this effort. Definitely. Now, we actually happen to have the CEOs, uh, the CEOs of another another, uh, organization here. Um, And we're going to try and get him on the phone when he, well, we're going to try and get him on the phone, too. I don't know if we can get everybody on the um, call line together. I don't know if we can get everybody on the call line together. But um, All right. Thanks for having to, us, man. 
Oh, no, 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 Brother Sears, hold on. Hold on, don't go oh, away. Okay, okay, okay. All no, right. no, say, say, let me see if I can, if, if we can do this with the technology. Um, I want to I want to get him on the line while you are on the line while I'm on the line because again, what are we doing? We're working together anyway, and see the people need to know that even in the midst of the media slandering and slamming the black communities all over. No, no, I didn't say black and Latino communities. I said the black communities. Why? Because we have to get to an understanding that the Latino community, that's our family. So we're not separated. There's no separation between us and our Latino family, our Hispanic family, our Chicano family. Um, we are all one family. What we are, what we do need to realize is that all over the world, whether it's the black, the brown, the red, the yellow, or the poor white, we are all victims of a system that is diametrically opposed to us being here because in their mind's eye, we are not a profitable venture for them. They see us as a problem that needs to be exterminated. And you can tell that by the laws that have been created. You can tell that by the policies and programs that they are cutting in all of our communities and then wonder why the outcome is the way it is. Well, this is all a part. You can call it a conspiracy theory if you want, but it's not a conspiracy theory. It's an equation. And they are taking bits of the equation out in order to get to the end of the equation, which in their mind's eye is what? To increase the ranks of the prison industrial complex so that they can live comfortably and they can increase their bank accounts on the backs of the black, the brown, the red, the yellow, and the poor white. So let's hold on. Let's see if um, I'm on. I'm on. Oh, oh, but, but, all right, Captain Dennis of the Peace. Yes, yes. Now, 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 yes. now, everybody, what you need to know is this brother that's coming on right now, Captain Dennis of the Peacekeepers, his show airs directly after mine with the Peacekeepers roll call, and he is another one that is in charge of another community-based, not-for-profit organization that is designed to help curb the violence in the community by hands-on, mentoring, hands-on, being there, not after the fact, but being there all along to show that there is an alternative. Captain Dennis. Well, you know, first I want to say I'm so honored to uh, be a part of this great family, the best I volunteer Eminence Corps. I have been blessed for the last three weeks, four weeks that I have really been in New York City to have several organizations that are out there trying to cure and stop violence. Uh, we have just had the SOS out of the Bronx go through their first responder training as peacekeepers, first responders right here 
and we had just had also some peacekeepers that's been from Brooklyn, peacekeepers from Yonkers and Manhattan that have gone through the training, and now we're blessed and honored to have uh, A.T. Mitchell's uh, organization, Man Up, that's out there killing violence as well, who are now going through their first responders training. I think it is absolutely awesome that the Bedside Volunteer Ambulance Corps is the base by which everyone is getting this training. What better place than an operated black, uh, dedicated ambulance corps that we have is like none other in the country. The beautiful thing about the first responders training is that it's called Save a Life. This is the business that we're in. We're in the business to save lives. And the men and women who are out there on the forefront trying to stop this senseless violence, they will most likely become in contact with someone who needs life-saving skills. And so when we talk about being a first responder, we're not only talking about being out there to save a life and to give medical aid to those who need it, but we're talking about for the first time as a people taking ownership to respond to any kind of devastation that whether it be man-made or by nature, we're no longer going to depend on the Red Cross or FEMA to come into the hood. It seems like we're always the last to get the responding. Well, we're now first responders to our own community. The men and women who are first responders are getting this training. Now they are equipped that, God forbid, something happened in our community, we can have them knock on the doors and evacuate our people if need. We have them that can respond to getting medicine to those who are not able to get their medicine. We're not able to respond in saving the life of our community that needs someone to save their lives. The beautiful thing that we're doing now is that all of those bikers that you see in most of our communities that's on those dirt bikes, we're now getting ready to send those young men to become first responders. You have to understand I'm excited. The commander is excited because never before in this country have there ever been a motorcycle Savior Life Corps. And this will be the first that you'll see young men who are seen or seen or perceived as the ones who's taken a life to be turned around to save a life. Do you can you imagine the mindset of an individual who once was in the position and wouldn't mind taking a life? Now he's in the position to save a life. This is the beginning of a renaissance of us taking ownership in our community. And I'm so happy and honored to be a part of such a family and to be uh, the Bedside Volunteer Ambulance Corps is our family. And let me say this, dear family, we're going to do this throughout the country. This organization right here, the Bedside Volunteer Ambulance Corps, Save a Life, we want to remember that, Save a Life will be responsible of giving all of the peacekeepers in 21 cities their first responder or EMT training. So I want to thank Brother Rudolph and the family. I have been made a chief of this great organization, and I'm serious about this training to learn how to save a life, uh, God willing. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, Brother Rudolph. 
thank you, but hold on, Captain Dennis, don't hang up. Um, I heard that the commander is, uh, Commander, are you on the line? I certainly am, and I'm eager to talk about our first responders, bikers. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The word got out before we put it out, because somebody must have read my mind, me and Captain Dennis, and, you know, we talk it out soon. You know, with the way technology is today, they put it on uh Facebook, and next thing I know, I'm getting calls that, uh, hey, uh, you guys can't put no BAS plates on the bikes and lights and siren and all that stuff on the bikes. And I said, like, why not? Why not? They can go places where ambulances can't go. They can meet That's right. uh, uh, attending uh, people that are in places where four wheelers can't go. We need bike first responders. Plus that, they're all over the nation, and they're riding these highways and byways. There's disasters that we can't get to that the bikers could get to. Plus that, they're on the highway. They're on the highway, and they're away from uh, built-up areas. They need help sometimes when they have accidents out there and their homeboys are uh, uh, into a critical motorcycle accident and nobody knows what to do. And then, you know, so, I mean, why not? It makes sense. Plus, they can go to areas. They always travel the highway. They could be in Oklahoma as first responders. They could be in New Orleans doing the flood. You know, people need to wake up. And maybe that's how come we're having such a hard time because you got people of color hiring me in things that nobody else think about. And that's the way it's going to be. I don't care what what kind of barriers we got to knock down, whose toes we got to step on. We're going to do it. We're going to have bikers all over America trained like in the first stage, CPR, how to bring people back to life, how to... That's Go ahead, Commander. 
women are the way we are supposed to be, and since there's all this hoopla over the Constitution anyway, well, the Constitution hasn't outlined what your job is supposed to be as an elected official, and you are supposed to act on behalf of your constituency. The Yes, sir. I want everybody to put this date aside on their calendar. July 13th. July 13th, that's on a Saturday. The Save a Life Rescue Squad will train, will train everybody absolutely free. We will train them. If they want certification, then there will be a small price. But I will train them. We got to have a biker's blessing. July the 13th in Bedford Stuyvesant, New York, at 727 Green Avenue, Brooklyn, 11221. We're going to start our dressing at 9 o'clock in the morning. And we're going to run till 8 o'clock that night. And we will train everybody that comes. Everybody come. We're going to teach you what to do in case somebody is choking on a frankfurt or choking on a piece of meat or choking to death instead of hollering, somebody call an ambulance. Somebody call an ambulance. We're not going to say that. We're going to be the ambulance. You're going to be the first responder. You're going to be the rescuer. we got to stop waiting for somebody on a white horse to ride into our hood to save our children's life. we got to be the person that knows what to do in case one of our brothers or sisters get into a bad accident and is bleeding to death. You know, all you have to do is stop the bleeding and stuff. Instead of hollering, somebody go get help. You the help. And we got to take control of our own destiny. And we could do this one person at a time, two person at a time, one neighborhood at a time, and proliferate this right on across America, from the bikers to the auto clubs to the churches and anywhere else there's a place of assembly. you got to know what to do. And that is my mission in life. Me and Captain Dennis of the Peacekeepers have joined hand and Brother A.T. Mitchell of Maryland. We're going to be the circle from New York that is going to make a difference across the nation and across the world. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, you heard it, as they say, from the horse's mouth. That's the commanding officer of the nation's only Black Volunteer Ambulance Corps. And I understand why it's the only one, because not very many people are willing to sacrifice what's needed to be sacrificed in order to make it a reality. The Peacekeepers Initiative is a one-of-a-kind organization, again, because, again, you have an individual who's decided 
to sacrifice what's needed to sacrifice to make the organization work. You have Brother A.T. Mitchell from Mellon Up, an individual from the streets, from the community, who has decided to sacrifice what's needed to be sacrificed. You see, I keep using the word sacrifice because that's one of the keys to us surviving, us uniting, and us thriving as a people. We have to learn to sacrifice something. In the scripture, it talks about the camel getting through the eye of the needle. And the rich man, uh, and which one would, you know, probably make it through? Well, here, what we're really talking about is the notion that's out there that people of color, black people, just don't work together. Black people are just lazy, shiftless, good for nothing, crime ridden gangsters that just cause uh, uh, all kind of mayhem in their community. Well, we're putting that notion to rest. We're killing that notion and that stereotype because in just these three organizations right here, we're not robbing anybody. We're not terrorizing anybody. We are trying to save lives in our communities just like other people want to save lives in their communities, but we have decided that we are going to unite and use the talents that are given to us by our creator in order to get it done. So again, mark on your calendars, July 13th, that is a day, a civilized day, July 13th. Uh, somebody follow has a lot of feedback. Okay, next. All right, so Brother Tiz, thank you very much. Um, thank you, man. Before we close out, uh, do you have anything else you want to say? Any shout outs? Give a shout out to Brother Zeno, Brother B. Brother Kerry Watt, Sister Athena, Brother Mitchell, Brother Peterson. Sister Mignon and Brother Tim and all other brothers and sisters that work with Man Up to help us start this initiative, Curl Islands. Keep doing the work. And also, you can go online, YouTube, and check out that Life Support featuring 50 Cent video. And it's about some of the work we do, how we really go out and intervene violence and bring it to peace. Peace. Thank you, brother. Peace. Uh, can I say this? I know that you have to get ready for your show. Uh, in, in a short period of time, but I just wanted to thank you for coming online and, um, you know, getting, helping to get the message out and helping us to show this united front to let the people know that we are working together. We are one family united by a mission of saving lives. Yes, sir, brother. Thank you so much for giving me this great opportunity. Um, I'm excited. I'm sitting here now. Uh, there's never a such thing as you don't that you have enough training to save a life. So every time I'm here, I'm learning more how to become more valuable to my community. That's what each and every one of these men and women are doing. They are now becoming valuable to the community, and I'm so honored. I'm looking forward for everybody to tune into my show 
at 5.30, the Peacekeepers Roll Call. And we're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep this same vibe going at 5.30 to 6.30. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. I'm present for this. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Commander, are you still on the line? I certainly am, and I'm so proud of my son. You know him as Brother Rudolph Mohammed. I know him as my son. And uh, I know he will continue my legacy long after I have been this life. But before I depart, I want to make sure that my vision is clear, and that is to save and change lives wherever I can, because I'm looking for that place in glory. But before I get there, I want to make sure that our people realize that we could be anything we want to be, and it start by helping each other, helping our young people, helping our senior citizens, helping everybody that we can to realize that we don't have to wait for anybody else. We can do it ourselves. Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Commander. And I will be in the office as soon as I'm finished this radio broadcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, to the listening audience, I, tell you, I know this is a big of a um, uh, 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 each one of them for the show we normally have. I do a show on Saturday at 5 o'clock. Um, yes, sir. What's the, uh, the
next pastor, A.D. Lyons, and that's on Livonia Avenue. Um, Sister Ava, Sister Minister Ava Muhammad of the Nation of Islam, one of the student ministers under the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught by him and the exegesis given in this dispensation of time by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. She will be in the New York City area. More specifically, she's going to be in BK, baby. Brooklyn's finest. Yes, she's going to be in Brownsville at First Baptist Church of Brownsville, Pastor A.D. Lyons. And she will be speaking on some topics and issues that you have been talking about in the neighborhood, that you've been talking about in the laundromat. You've been talking about on the line at the supermarket. You've been talking about it standing right there on the corner in front of the bodega, by the pizza shop, at the uh, nursery, at the daycare center. Sister Ava is going to be bringing an understanding as well as information. She is a flamethrower. I'm not going to say she's a fire starter, but I will say that she is an igniting agent. So make sure that you block on your calendars this Friday night. Doors open at 6 p.m. All roads lead to First Baptist Church of Brownsville, Pastor A.D. Myers, Livonia Avenue. It's one block off of Rockaway. Then, if you miss her there, you can certainly catch her this Sunday at Muhammad Mosque, number 7C, 202 Pennsylvania Avenue, between Glenmore Avenue and Pickin Avenue, in the East New York section of Brooklyn, New York. You know that Brooklyn is larger than some cities out here. Brooklyn has a couple of million people in it. Well, you need to get there early because if one-tenth of them show up, it's going to be standing room only, and you really want to hear what this sister has to say. July the 8th will be the start of another round of emergency medical technician basic classes at the Epistatus and Volunteer Ambulance Corps, a.k.a. Save a Life Rescue Squad, located 727 Green Avenue, corner of Marcus Garvey Boulevard. The telephone number there is 718. Four five 
email address is BSVAC. B is a boy. S is in Sam. V is in Victor. A is an apple. C is in Charlie. At AOL.com. Orientation for this class will begin July the 1st. You must attend orientation in order to get into the class. The orientation is designed to explain to you all of the do's and don'ts, rules and regulations, what ifs, and the when you's, have zips, all of that kind of stuff will be covered in the orientation starting, again, July the 1st. So there are a few seats left. There's a day class, and there's an evening class. The day class, I believe, is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., two days a week. And the evening class is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday evenings from 5.30 to 10. 5.30 to 10. It's a 12-week course. You take your state exam November Upon successful completion of your state exam, you will then be eligible to apply to the FDNY Bureau of EMS or to one of the private hospitals, whether it's New York Presbyterian, whether it's Beth Israel, whether it's um, Whitehall, um, any hospital that has an ambulance service, you will have the same certification and be qualified and duly constituted and registered to be able to apply for those positions. Now, of course, having the certification is one thing. Having the experience is something else. So what you should do is find out what it takes to join the Veterans Status and Volunteer Ambulance Corps as a member, so that you can get hands-on experience while you're going through your course so that when you finish your course, you actually have some on-the-job training. And you know, in Bedside, they keep it live, and there's a lot going on in Bedside, so you can get a lot of experience in a short period of time and be found proficient in your skills so that you can be hired. The Big Scottish and Volunteer Ambulance Corps also offers fire guard training. It offers the 8 and 16 hour security classes. That is a prerequisite for a person to get their New York State security guard license. Um, they also offer the emergency, the certified emergency vehicle operator course or the CEVO course, state run and operated uh, driver training course, which allows a person to utilize it and get a reduction off of their current insurance or to reduce points that they may have on their license. But it is a Emergency Vehicle Operators Course. What else does the Bethesda and Volunteer Ambulance Corps offer to the community? 
it offers blood pressures, screenings. It offers uh, escorts, unfortunately, at funerals. Generally, when families lose a loved one and they are planning their funerals, a lot of times there are family members that have or are in failing health anyway. And that situation is just what they don't need that sends them over the edge. Well, we provide escort service for the viewing, for the funeral itself, and sometimes all the way to the cemetery. Contact us for that information. If you are having a block party, you are having a community function, we can provide medical coverage for that. If you are having a gathering of a group of people, according to the law, over 75 people, you need to have some type of medically trained people there. We can provide that for you. So, again, the Beckwith-Stavison Volunteer Ambulance Corps is a place to be in the community and they are taking their rightful place going on their 26th year. July 17th will mark the 25th anniversary of the ambulance call. This is why we're having the celebration on July 13th, that Saturday. So come on out, get involved. Join your volunteer ambulance corps and be proud of what you have in your community, just as other communities are proud of theirs. If you need training, and we offer the training, come down and get trained, organize it, set it up for a group of you to come down at one time and make use of the a training academy, which is named after our former vice president, Deborah Crawford, who passed of cancer a few years ago and was a survivor of the 9-11 tragedy, but again succumbed to cancer a few years ago, and the training academy is named after her in her memory. Let's see, what else? Boy, it's a lot of information that I have for you, and I have a short period of time to get it to you. And so that's why I have not taken a commercial break at all because I wanted to make sure and maximize on the time with you. Now, we are going through some extreme weather here in the New York City area, but on the East Coast, period. We are going into a heat wave, and this time of year, these conditions are particularly stressful and dangerous on 
These hot, humid temperatures pose a life-threatening problem to people who have a thermal regulation issue already. The city should be instituting cooling centers, and that information should be made available. If you dial 311, they will tell you where the cooling centers are. I will tell you that we need to keep an eye on and keep track of our elderly in the community, our guidance in our family. We need to reach out to them and physically go visit and make sure that they have what they need to get through this crisis uh, that is coming up at the very beginning of the summer. Have they eaten? Do you know if they're going to eat? Do they have a way to cool themselves? Can they even get up and get around? These are some of the questions that as civilized human beings, we should be focusing on, especially where our elderly are concerned. We need to create emergency response teams within our communities in order to address the issues of our communities, regardless to what the naysayers say. And we can do it. We have the people in the community that can train us to know what to do, how to do it, and when we should do it. We have Mr. John Coombs and Mr. Paul Washington of the Vulcan Society, which is the Black Professional Firefighters Association. They are local. Their offices on Eastern Parkway in Crown Heights, but they are local in the community, and they are very active in the community in trying to get the message of fire prevention out, as well as being mentors for some of our younger brothers and sisters in giving them avenues for professions. We have our Guardian Society from the New York City Police Department. We have our Corrections Guardians Society from the New York City Corrections. We have all of these resources within our community. And it's almost a disrespect not to acknowledge them and to utilize them for the opportunities that come with them. For the young people, you have the NYPD explorers, you have the FDNY explorers, you have the trauma troopers of the Save a Life Rescue Squad. Again, these are alternatives to our children being in the streets this summer 
doing absolutely nothing positive and running the risk of getting into negative consequences. Um, what else? What else? Um, so, just very quickly, let's keep hydrated during these extreme heat emergencies, uh, meaning even though you may not feel thirsty, you should be drinking. You should be drinking. Whatever um, the sports drinks, you, you know, that are infused with electrolytes, that's good if you are perspiring a lot. Um, staying in a cool place in order to help your body temperature stay regulated. Uh, not overexerting yourself out in the hot sun. Um, that's about it where that's concerned. So, again, as a recap, Friday night, First Baptist Church of Brownsville, Pastor A.D. Lyons, it's on Livonia, one block past Rockaway. I believe that's Chester Street that it sits on, but it's definitely one block past Rockaway on Livonia. Doors open 6 p.m. Minister Ava Muhammad will be there. Come out, hear her, support her, and as a family, let's learn from what she has to bring us. On Sunday, she will be speaking at Muhammad Mosque, number 7C, 202, Pennsylvania Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Doors open at 10 a.m. Use my name, Brother Rudolph Muhammad, and you will be treated like the royalty that you are. You tell them that you heard about it from Ru Rudolph Muhammad on the radio. The Breakfast Status of Volunteer Ambulance Corps offering the emergency medical technician classes. Again, one day class, one evening class, starting July the 8th, orientation July the 1st. You need to act now in order to secure your seat. There's limited seating. And the emergency medical responder classes are going on. For those who do not want to become emergency medical technicians but would still like to learn what needs to be done, and that's a shorter version. The Epistemic Volunteer Ambulance Corps will be celebrating its 25th anniversary, July 13th. Starts at 9 a.m., and it will go for the duration of the day. And I believe that is all the announcements we have. Stay tuned for the Peacekeepers Roll Call at 5.30 with our brother, Captain Dennis Muhammad, who will talk more about saving lives in the community. And again, I would like to thank you for your time and your participation 
with this week's program of Save a Life with Brother Rudolph Muhammad. And we are dealing with disaster awareness for community preparedness in all forums. And we would like you to, if you have a comment, then contact us, thekeys107.com. Um, go on to the site, look at the other shows that, you know, we have on the site because you have the communicator, the genocide of blacks in Libya, you have the Gramps Morgan show, uh, Friday reggae jam session, you have Black Music Month Unplugged with reggae rhythms from Belize. You have Hoodrich Magazine with J.R. Strong, a tribute to the mighty Shadow. Well, I believe it's supposed to be Sparrow. But either way, these are some of the programs that are on the Keys 107, Respect for Life with Black Leroy, Hidden Facts About Black Soldiers, of course, my show, which you're listening to, and you have Rook, the host is Anthony King and Brandy Jackson, and the you have the Communicators, the Origins of Zulu Scouting System. So again, Things are happening. Things are happening. You just need to know where to tune in in order to find out what benefits you. So, again, thank you very much. And, again, I wish that you have a peaceful day and a very productive week. And with the blessings of the Creator, we will convene this again Next week, at the same time, at the same station, the Keys 107 on Blog Talk Radio. The Keys Network is proud to present disaster awareness for community preparedness with your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. 107 and the FOI Board of Directors is proud to present The Final Call. The Final Call is the country's unique leading source for news. Founded by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam, The Final Call follows in the tradition of Muhammad Speaks with hard-hitting national and international news and coverage of political issues. It is the official communications organ of the Nation of Islam. Founded in the 1930s as the final call to Islam, the newspaper evolved into Muhammad Speaks in the 1960s and boasted a circulation of 900,000 a week with monthly circulation of 2.5 million. Today, the final call newspaper serves a readership of diverse economic and educational backgrounds, including circulation in North America, Europe, Africa, and the Caribbean. Read the final call newspaper. Can find one of the beautifully bow tied representatives in your community or read finalcall.com. 
Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback. Sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuffed shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, Come on. 